So, on the count of three, here we go. They used to call me Easy D, Easy D, Easy D. And this is five easy questions. Five easy questions. It's showtime. I'm showtime all the way, baby. Turn the switch off. They used to call me Easy D, Easy D, Easy D, Easy D. This is Danny, Easy D Dorman. Five easy questions. And today's guest is one of the first DJs to appear on a major movie. And we're talking 1984. So we're talking about, uh, he and his rapping partner, this cat, um, Ice T. Uh, but this was before Curtis Blow, before Cool J, before everybody. And he helped produce masterpieces. And he did it without looking to be on the front cover. That behind the scenes, but he was cool with that. Who are the artists? Ray, Snow, uh, just to name a couple. He was also uh, a music supervisor on, geez, Tiny and Toya, Frankie and Nephew, Monica still standing, Hellgate, played by fame, all those shows my wife watches. Yeah. <laughs> God bless her. She loves it. So, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Chris. The Glove Taylor. What's up? I'm out here in, uh, in Swampland, Missouri. Oh, really? Hell, oh, I'm in yeah, LA, yeah, man. Yeah. You know what it is? I just wanted a beautiful background to blank yeah. around my head. Yeah, I was trying to set up my prose background, but it, it was getting all hinky. So I just said, I'll just keep it old school, man. You know, just my little thing. Ah. Oh, man. But uh, again, dude, I appreciate your time because when I yeah, I did my research and I wrote all that down, I was like, damn, you know, I mean, you know, I, now, of course, I know you from what we're going to talk about. I mean, God and everybody knows you from what we're going to talk about. But it was all these other things that I didn't know. And uh my question number two or three, I think, is going to go along the lines of one of the things I thought I knew and didn't know, which was I thought you were on the East Coast. But <laughs> you're, you're born and bred down in SoCal. Yes, sir. Hollywood. Oh, man. See, I, like I said, I, and I'll get into why I thought that um, in a second. Matter of fact, let's just go ahead. Um, I'll go ahead with question one. Which of course okay. starts out with breaking. All right. This movie helped propel hip hop, and I mean true hip hop, the three pillars music, dance, graffiti. All right. What's interesting, and again, this is what I, I talked about in the beginning you and T were on the West Coast. So question one, how did you hook up? How did you guys get together on this project? So I love that. How do we get together on that project? So I'm gonna tell you about the project. The project was every Friday, I would go DJ at this club called Radio and a bunch of celebrities and stuff would come and watch us DJ, break dance, rap, whatever, and oh. even dance and party. But then uh, they, would be movie producers and directors come and then they saw this thing happen and they made a movie about it. So you see 
the project that you're talking about was actually us. And they made a movie about what we were doing. But at the last minute, after they made this movie and put all this music in, they didn't realize they didn't have any song to represent what the movie was about with rapping. Come on. At all. With a rapper on stage the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So at the ninth hour, midnight hour, however the hell they call it, 11th hour, boom. Uh, hey, can you make one of those rap things off of one of the scores from the film, maybe? I was like, sure. So I called Ice-T, basically the only rapper I knew who was my MC at the club. You know, you got to remember, too, rappers didn't have DJs. DJs had rappers. It's like Eric. Different. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince, you know? I mean, I think it's Run DMC. I think Run is... DMC, they just put the two rappers, the DJ name ain't in there, Jam Master J. Right. This would be Jam Master, it was Grandmaster Flash in the period five, okay? So anyway, oh, yeah. you you can keep knowing each other. Rock Rakim's probably no, Eric B and Rakim. Yeah, you're right. It was the DJ and MC. Yes, sir. DJ had an MC because we had parties. MCs didn't have parties, DJs had parties. And MCs was trying to get girls, so they would say, you got a microphone so I can talk to everybody and get popular? <laughs> and you'd say, okay, at your party. Yeah. You didn't go to a, I never went to where a rapper was at and with my turntable and said, can I plug up and play beats? <laughs> yep. But, you know, the way it looks, it always looks like the person with the mic is the one that did everything. So, you know, um, uh, I digress. So the project, was in fact the movie and so they asked that question we went on and did that and yo that dude is a beast he got up there and he wrapped that thing and it was over when you talk of mcs i see is the best and when you talk of bjs forget the rest yes i know it was about or nothing oh man like i said it, history 1984 and i did do research i didn't want to just come out of pocket and there was not a, you know, because we're talking about MTV barely. I mean, didn't even play uh, black music until Michael Jackson. So, you know, before that, it was all rock. So I couldn't find anybody uh, that or any group that had an on-screen presence until breaking until you and now dude <laughs> are you just showing off your uh your background <laughs> you out there in the cuts man okay all right you know you do you <laughs> you do you uh but now i digress uh that was historic and and that actually leads me now into lesson uh lesson question two and I've said, okay. if, if you watched any of my stuff, um, I've said this about myself and the pros DJs out of Oakland. We didn't know we were making history at the time. We were just DJs looking for new music and, it, you know, and trying to break artists because, right. because of our love of music. So with you looking back, how does it make you feel? to be on the front line of that history? Uh, how does it make me feel right at home? Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I belong there, man. Being on the front line is where I like to be, where stuff is happening. So I couldn't have taken it. I would have just become uh, something else that was new. You know, if I was coming up now, I'd be something that's not there or just barely you know about. Like, you know, they got these traders now, but now there's the retail trader. Now I'd be that. Somebody that came up out of nowhere that you don't expect and telling my friends, not in collusion, but hey, this is a good idea. I'm not a I'm not a financial advisor, but you should buy X because that's what I'm buying. Yeah. And then, you know, but yes, I think that it's really humbling to know that nobody else was doing it. <laughs> Cause like I'm like one of the first ones, me and a few other people that was really had the balls to put the project together, make the turntables, match them up, get the mixer, figure it out with no help. Oh, no, absolutely. And on the West Coast, especially, because now, again, 1984. This is before... This Bruce is 1982 when I started doing that. Oh, 82. No, I, I, my references always start with the movie. But, yes, it, it, we take it back a couple of more years. My point but was... Well, you know, it takes time to make a movie and pre then promote it. Uh -huh. Like we shot the movie a little earlier. You know what I'm saying? It, it came out and everybody realized it, but it was done on a historical thing. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, no. I know. Like, I you can't shoot a movie in a couple weeks. Like, oh, George Floyd ain't even got a movie yet. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no. And, and we're talking again in the 80s where everything was filmed, everything was um, just different. And that's why I keep circling back to your participation in a major motion picture. And you are the first, you know, you and T. And, and you know, I guess T went off on his own way and I guess he's doing all right now. I, I saw his latest commercial for the general. So, you know, he, he's making a living. Uh -huh. <laughs> he is a cultural piece of American history. He is a famous person. He succeeded. Well, see, and, and this is what, it, like I had said in the beginning, also where, uh, well, let me let me break it down like this: uh, you were the driving force of LA rap as well. So this is a two-part question. Um, and you are behind the scenes, you know, even now you're talking about T and, and, you know, but your success, you, you, it didn't seem like, and it doesn't seem like you were, you know, like, Hey, it was me. I did this. I did that. Um, you know, and then, and like I said, uh, was it intentional when you helped Dre help Snoop, you know, help ruthless records? Um, and, and so many other things that would become West Coast and specifically L.A. Was it intentional Did you did not want to be up in front? Well, so when I first started working with Dre, there was talk of you're going to be the next Dre, you know, easy, should, whoever. But. I, you know, and people say, and you know, you let people say what they're going to say and you smile or whatever. But I never wanted to be the next Dre because Dre was sitting next to me. I don't want to be him or his successor or whatever. So I used to always look at it like we were Star Trek and he was Kirk and I was Spock. Okay. Like Spock is taller, 
Spock is, uh, his intellect is renowned through the galaxy. Uh, Kirk get all the chicks and he's a great leader and he know how to make things come together. I always thought of us as Kirk and Spock. I'm Kirk. I got the Vulcan mind meld. I can read people's beat thoughts and see when they're stealing from us. And, <laughs> you know. But so I intentionally wanted to be as famous as the next guy, but not but in an infamous way, like I never want to be sure. I want to take pictures and look, I'm doing interviews. I'm not a recluse, but I want to also be able to go to the liquor store. Like right now I can walk to the store. I got security with me and I got my manager with me, but I could just get up and walk over there. And it's like, I'm by myself. You know what I'm saying? Or I could come here by myself. So Dre could never do that. And neither could Snoop. And so I prefer what I got. I, I like what they have for them. And I like what I have for me. I just, uh, I'm going to start showing people more access to my supply so that I can have bigger events that happen. Yes, sir. And again, humbling. And that is, uh, I wish more people had that mindset. Um, you know, for a variety of reasons. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, but now question four, is it fair to say, and I think the, I know the answer, but let me just ask it. Is it fair to say that you were the innovator that became the driving force of West Coast hip hop? And the reason I ask that is you, you broke ground on the East Coast with East Coast hip hop with that movie. Then you your presence on the West Coast. So, dude, you're a coast to coast innovator as far as I'm concerned. But what are your thoughts uh, on that? Um, I feel like it's more like, thank you. I'm not a drive, I'm not the driving force. I'm an innovator. I'm like on an X-Men team, right? And I'm not Wolverine either, you know. But I'm on the X-Men, and I got a power, and everybody's not on the X-Men. There's only a few. They're mutants, but there's only a few X-Men. You understand what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, I'll, so, I'll interrupt you and say you're the beast because you're on X-Men, you're on Avengers, you were on, you know, you were pretty much a member of a team on right. for comic geeks. Uh, well, what they tell me is more, I'm more like this color. You agree, so okay. I, I'm not one of the X-Men, but I'm like the West Coast Hulk. Like if you, you call glove, glove smash. <laughs> what you want from glove? Glove smash. That's it. Dre, he calls me glove smash. Where you want? Glove out. You know, Hulk is that. Hulk, Hulk needs food. That's me. <laughs> Real. So simple. I would say I'm the West Coast Hulk. He's not the most famous Avenger. He only pops in. You notice that? Like, he'll show up. And then he'll jump away like a million miles and go wherever he's going to calm right. down. Right. That's me. That is you, oh, man. You and know innovation is just... So the reason I say I'm not an innovator is because I live in the future. You guys live in the past, so you can't, it's no, it's not innovation. I'm just passing you information. <laughs> I got it first. That's all. Man, that, 
Wow, that 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 is deep. You're passing along information that you already had. Absolutely, not innovation, recreation. Man, okay. See, kids, better start taking notes here. Yeah, you 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 have a a dual coast legend up in this piece. I mean, you know, doing my little thing, and I appreciate that, fam. I really do. Uh, last question. What advice would you give to the 20-year-old glove? Oh, man. Hey, don't get that abortion. Go see that girl. Okay. That's the advice of 20-year-old glove. <laughs> okay. okay. Everything else, there is no regrets. You know, like, you didn't get credit on songs, so what? You never said nothing. Like, uh, I'm not going to bother that dude because I wouldn't be me. You know, just I might have another kid, but I could probably still end up being myself. Don't get the abortion. Man, okay, okay. Wow. Okay, that, that sounds Musically, like... Yeah, it's uh, so life is different from most people's uh, conception of music, but all music is is a encapsulation of the sounds around you while you're doing a thing. So while you're being human, you hear I hear horns honking and you hear a murmur and bugs. That's music. So I just like to throw in a little of my beats to be part of the soundtrack of your life. There's a lot of people that were born into a world that already had my music, and that's already the world has changed. So I'm happy with that. Man, man, man. Well, you know what? I don't know if we can end it any better than on that note. So uh, before I give my little piece, uh, is there anything you want to, uh, man, this, uh, let me rephrase it because then that winds up being the sixth question. Uh, and this is a five question do that. show. Make so, it a statement. Yeah, I'm going to make a statement. Uh, I am sure that there are things you would like to promote. And so feel free to do so. Why, thank you. You can find me at Chris the Glove, spelled normal, on Instagram and no Twitter. You can also find me at Facebook, DJ Chris the Glove. And then I have, I'm the brand ambassador for this company, Sweets, which is a cannabis company. Okay. They're Sweets underscore CA. On Instagram, I want to say shout out to my boy K Mac, Keith Bowles. Shout out to C Major. Shout out to Big Ed. I'm gonna put him on camera. Stop. <laughs> Big Ed in the background. Big. Right, making sure nobody. Hope this was uh X rated. <laughs> oh man, dude. Uh, as long as I don't cuss, because as I said, my mother watched. I dropped the F bomb at the end just to check. <laughs> I, no, 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 dude. Just see, I'm Project Kid, man. Third generation. My mama with that. Wait a minute. These are Project Kid. So um, yeah, that's why I don't. You, you know, feel free. Otherwise, man, you know, they, they, this isn't going on the We Channel. This is going on the Me Channel. So I ain't tripping. So on that note, though, dude, this has been Danny Easy D Dormant with the legend, legend, legend. Even though he won't say innovator, I'll say it for him. Uh, Chris, I'm a futurist. I'm, I'm a sorry? time traveler. Time traveler. There you go, okay. man. 
Uh, so now you're Michael J. Fox, man. So on that note, this has been Danny Easy D. Dorman. Five easy question. Peace. They used to call me.